So on this episode of Open Box Policy, we are going to continue the conversation about Harvey Weinstein and then the huge windfall of tons of actors and, and just actors. Sick assholes. Yeah, getting getting busted and having all these people come out of the woodwork saying that they've they've committed all these these sexual deviant deviancies against people. Um, we're actually going to open up a little dialogue about uh, stimulants and how we feel about it. You know, if we feel like maybe they should be prescribed more, how they how they've affected us in the past, and of course, as always, we're going to talk about my failures in online dating and Adam's escapades. Adam sexcapades. Adam sexcapades. <laughs> yeah, no, not at all. And then uh, actually, one of the sections that we talked about was kind of maturity and. You know, when we feel like people are at the right age to get married and have children and that kind of stuff. So uh, our question to you is, what age do you feel like you hit your maturity pinnacle? Tweet us at OBP Raw and let us know. You can also find us on Instagram at the same name. As always, if you want to continue the conversation or have any topics you'd like for us to talk about, feel free to email email us at obppodcast at gmail.com. As always, thanks for listening, guys. jerky you could eat some nuts these sucking on that beef jerky so here i'll take you through what i ate i went to the i went to the store and i was going to buy beer for all of us so i bought two 12 packs of beer and they had personal pan pizzas i had to have one so i bought a personal pan pizza okay strike one yes so i came home and i ate it and i drank a beer uh well i wasn't done yet i got up and i had (laughs) there was all this thanksgiving food my dad gave me some barbecue. I ate all the barbecue, all of it. It was probably like a big sandwich worth of barbecue. I ate was all the bread included. There was one roll. I, I I rolled it up in like a like a second strike, strike two, like a yeast roll. Yeah, yeah. So like a yeast roll. Though then I then I finished. I ate some turkey. I ate some turkey, and then. And what goes with turkey? Stuffing. I had some stuffing yeah, after right. that. Yeah, strike three. Strike three. Yeah. And then I had some, I had some pumpkin pie. So, and I ate milk with it. So what I ended up doing <laughs> is I just scraped all the crust off the pumpkin pie with a few bites of pumpkin pie with it. And I Did ate. you have Cool Whip with the pumpkin pie? No. Did you have milk with it? No. No. But, I mean, that pumpkin pie was like, I mean, it was like eating Elmer's glue. I mean, it's, you know. <sighs> Do you know what's in pumpkin pie? Other than. The pumpkin and the pie? No, I have no idea. Milk? <laughs> you know what's in Elmer's glue? So for anyone that's never done Horses. audio work, <laughs> there's a few things that you don't fucking eat before you start to record. Enlighten us, Josh. Two of them, the main ones, is milk and goddamn bread. And he that, ate three things that, of bread. That's the reason why. Two of them are, not is. Anyway. Whatever. <laughs> you ate three things of bread and milk. Yeah, I know. So, listeners, be prepared. Blah. Yeah, at least uh, I now, can talk. Now you're fucking me up. Yep. Be prepared for Adam to yeah. <clears throat> clear my throat all night. It's going to happen. I can already. It's funny. I can already feel another one coming on, and I'm getting anxious about it. <laughs> <laughs> I know that in a, <laughs> I know that in a yeah. minute I'm going to start coughing. Jesus Christ. This yeah, I'm good. sorry. This is going to be good. 
So, so what do we? I mean, we haven't seen each other in a while. Yeah, we, we have, it's been almost a month. It has been. And the last episode, we talked about Harvey Weinstein, or is it Stein? Anyway, it's Weinstein. We talked about Harvey Weinstein, and I mentioned on that podcast, and we all agreed that basically this was that was just the precipice. That was the very tip of the iceberg. And all of that shit is going to flow downhill. Yep. Yeah. Harvey, Harvey Weinstein. What, fuck, you got me saying it now. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> Weinstein was uh, the snowball effect, the beginning of the role. Yep. I just read, I mean, we, we'll talk about this in a second, but I just read on, I think it was TMZ, they have like a list of 30 different men. Harvey, I mean, yeah, Weinstein, Louis C.K., Kevin Spacey, President George Bush, no, uh, George H.W. Bush, that's right. There was a female that said that H.W. Bush was at a benefit, and when he was, he's, you know, he's super old now, that he, like, reached up and, like, grabbed her ass under her skirt or something like that, like some creepy old man. But there's, ever like, Louis C.K., there's, like, eight people. Yeah. You know, Harvey Weinstein, there's, like, a million people. They Like, there was, like, one lady that said President Bush grabbed her butt. Right. Well, you know? same thing with Kevin Spacey. There's only that one dude. No, there's not. Really? Yeah. Yeah. More have surfaced? More, there was more that came No up. way. Yeah, oh, wait. More. On a... Um, what's the show? House of Cards? Is that some? No, it was It was a lot of it. Was there were... When he was younger, but it was... There were staffers on the House of Cards. He was well-known. Like, so people... There weren't a whole lot of people that came out and said, this is specifically what Kevin Spacey did to me. There were a whole lot of people that ended up coming out and saying that, yes, he has a reputation. We have to tell all of the young men and all of the, the people that we have on staff, be careful. Like, he is going to come on to you. And so you have a lot of these little, what do they call them, TAs or PAs or... Yeah, per- personal, personal assistants. assistants, yeah. These assistants that were like, well, I can't really say anything, but yeah, like... He's like, bring me a cup of coffee, and you know he starts like rubbing your back and shit like that. And he like these like twenty year old PAs that want to get into Hollywood. Cup of coffee and a dick suck. <laughs> yeah, man, I'd be in trouble then. Yeah, Senator, we got Senator Al Franken, Ben Affleck, uh, Charlie Rose. That still blows my mind. Wait, wait, what? What's Ben Affleck? Oh, uh, there a long time. They have him on video. He like oh, reach, yeah, yeah. reaches around and like grabs this girl's Went in her tip. Like he grabs like the side of her breast. I saw the video, but he. I mean, but there were numerous women apparently that have said, "Oh, he's hardcore sexually aggressive," and he was that classic Hollywood douchebag that was like, "Don't you know who I am?" Oh yeah. You know, like let's go get drunk and fuck. Like back I'm, in his back in his daredevil days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, Charlie Rose, Ryan Seacrest was uh, accused of. Demeaning and sexually aggressive behavior by a woman who later demanded fifteen million for her silence. Fuck. Dustin Hoffman forgot about him. Steven oh, Seagal. Yeah. That's right. Who the Richard, fuck did Steven Seagal molest? Oh, Richard Dreyfus accused of one woman. Russell Simmons. Russell Simmons just got accused, and um, the uh, oh the other guy that was Russell Simmons and Brett Ratner were like together. Oh yeah, Ratner I heard about him yeah. too. Then there was that guy Ed Westwick. He was on uh, Pretty Little Liars, or, or, you know, you probably anyway. Uh, there's <laughs> Pretty Little Liars. There's some. There's some damn TV show. This guy was on it, and a girl that was either on that show or that was like a famous actress at that time told a completely 
fucking unbelievable story about her him raping her. What? Yeah, it, it, it wasn't like sexual assault. After he he portrayed a, a a guy who like ends up raping one of the actresses like on the actual TV show. Yeah. But he's he ended up. Uh, I I think she is not the only one that came out and said he didn't just sexually harass me. He raped me. He was on he, Gossip Girl. That's what it was. What did I say? Yeah, pretty, pretty little liars. That's because yeah, we were just, talking about it earlier. Oh yeah, no, yeah, whatever. Uh, Jeffrey Tambor, the guy Je- that wait Jeffrey Tambor, yeah, Jeffrey Tambor, the guy that was on the uh, he's on that show Trans that's on Amazon right now, and he was on. Uh, you got a picture? Yeah, that's him right there. The guy's a huge. Oh my god! Yeah, he was the dad on Arrested Development. Arrested Development. He just quit his job. Like acting. Yeah, he was on that show Trans. Oh, yeah, he was the main character. And yeah, all yeah. of the stuff came out about him. He resigned his position immediately. Then you have, uh, let's see, Nick Carter. Crazy story about Nick Carter, like, forcing him or forcing a girl to, like, blow him and then telling her, now you sit on the countertop. I'm going to go down on you. She was a virgin. And oh she she was like, her publicist had told her, I'm good friends with his manager or his publicist, and we think that it would be really great if you all had a relationship together because that's the hot thing in Hollywood when young singers hook up with each other, Justin and Brittany, you know, Christina Aguilera and whatever fucking dude she was nailing that week, you know, (laughs) I mean, Rihanna and Chris Brown. I mean, you know, that's just like the hot thing to do. Whichever a lot of times they don't they don't fucking like each other. They hate each other. Yeah. But their publicist telling them you got to do it because it's gonna it's gonna make you so much money. So they told her go to this party and meet Nick and we'll see if you all hit it off. But we want you all to have a relationship together. So he's like, Yo, I'm Nick Carter. You know, I'm fucking in sync or whatever. Like, come inside. You know, <laughs> Backstreet Boys. Backstreet, yeah. whatever. Was this what? in his? Was this like in his heyday or? Yes. Okay. In his heyday, takes this little girl inside and he's like. Hey, let's get drunk and like let's hook up. And she says, "No, I'm saving myself for marriage. Like I'm, you know, I don't want to do that." And he says, well, "We're gonna like we're gonna mess around." And he starts getting her drunk, and she starts saying, "You know what? I really don't want to do this anymore because this is making me uncomfortable." This asshole like basically takes her in the bathroom, forces her to blow him, and I mean, of course, not he probably not like grabbing her head, but he was just like, "You're gonna fucking do this, like you're gonna fucking do this. like I'm Nick Carter," and then insists that he go down on her. Wow. Yeah. It's fucked up. That's fucked up shit. Yeah. And who else? Let's see. George Takai. <laughs> George Takai got, got uh, there's some guy came out and the said. No way. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, he's Sulu. a weird motherfucker anyways. But. Roy Moore. Oh, my God. That guy's a piece of garbage. Was Jeffrey Tambor, was he also, was he the one that was producing the show on Amazon Prime? I don't know. Probably. Because I, I, I remember hearing about that. The, I don't know if it was him or there was another producer on Amazon Prime that had something come out. And there was like an established producer and they had this one incident that came out and they basically got fired from Amazon and it ruined them as a producer. Oh, it doesn't surprise me at all. It ruined them forever. I forgot Jeremy Piven. Jeremy, oh, yeah. Yeah. Jeremy Piven, really? Yeah. Numerous people. Well, he came looks out. like a creep, so. He, numerous people came out against him. He, But he did say something. I heard he has been a, he is a, like a ladies man, but. Uh, oh, I mean, yeah. But, but I mean, whatever. But he came out and he basically said. Hey, like what happened in this country? We used to be innocent until proven guilty. 
you know, now yeah. everybody's guilty until proven innocent. And, right, because of social media. And even if you get proven in, uh, innocent, you are you're just guilty. You're guilty forever because it's on social media now. Yeah, because you were associated with that. You yeah. brought up Brett Radner. I heard that that he's almost as big a scumbag as Harvey Weinstein is. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh, Brett Ratner Fuck is man. terrible. Hollywood is full of rumors about Ratner. Full of rumors about him. He is a scumbag. Yeah, I fucking love the Rush Hour movies. Um. Let's see. I don't know who this is. Ken Baker. Fuck who, those movies. Are know. you serious? You don't yeah. like Rush Hour? I mean, I liked them when I was like 12. Wow. When you were 12, Rush Hour wasn't even thought of. Shut up. Oh, yeah. This exec, Adam Vennett, was accused of sexually assaulting Terry Crews, that huge, big black dude. Oh, yeah, yeah, Um Brett Ratner, sexual harassment of se- several women. Uh, chef and TV personality, John Besh. Um, Tom Sizemore. I mean, it just keeps going. Well, it's because, like, when... Oh, Roy Price, head of Amazon Studios. That's what it was, yeah, him. Yep. Later, he resigned. Yep. And what happened is, like, when, when everything broke with Weinstein, and he was so... Like, that. I think that was, like, the big well that everyone was, like, waiting to for it to finally come out. Now everyone feels like they have a voice, and they're empowered, yeah. and people are going to listen. Absolutely. And that's why all, the, all this is coming out. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, it's just, and it's not going to go anywhere. It's going to keep going and going and going and going. And I mean, you know, so be it. That's, but they've also been saying too that, you know, everyone's talking about Hollywood and how bad Hollywood is, but they were saying that it's almost, it's either as bad or worse in the music industry. No way. Yeah. Yeah. And then they were saying also that, like, there's other professions that are coming out and some of the, like most harassed people are like housekeepers because their clients will come to the door naked or like they'll be cleaning their house or doing something like that. And they'll come out like in robes and flash them and like try and, oh, try and get sexual favors and stuff off. Of them. Yes. It's fucking disgusting. Absolutely. I can believe the music thing now that I think about it. Yeah. Cause uh, I've heard a lot of um, people who just get really big and then they fall off. They do uh, what they call like sex acts or like, Sometimes it's gay acts kind of deal. So like they have sex with like the top producer, and then they put out like a like a one hit wonder basically. Right. There was a friend of mine who was in the music industry here in Nashville, and she was sixteen or seventeen years old. Had an angelic voice. I mean, just completely angelic voice. Could sing anything. And she's cute. She started getting into the music industry and. Her mom and dad, of course, because she was a minor, had said, you know, we always have to be in the room. We always have to be present because, you know, there's rumors like Shania Twain, like sleeping her way to the top. Faith right. Hill, like sleeping her way to the top. You know, there's all these rumors. We, Lori Morgan. Oh, my God. Lori Morgan had a huge, I think it was Lori Morgan, had a huge reputation in, in country music screwing anything with a heartbeat. Anything. <laughs> I mean, except for me, that is. Uh, but <laughs> it... Um, so, Lynn's, uh, I almost said her name. You like, always had a thing for Tanya Tucker, though, didn't you? Uh, yeah, Tanya Tucker. She was, maybe it was Tanya Tucker that screwed everybody. It was one of them. Uh, anyway, so this girl was at some point in a studio doing something, producers there. Maybe mom is out in the lobby, mom's in the bathroom. Who, I don't know. I have no idea how it went down. But I know that she was 17 years old. She was voluptuous, built like a brick shit house, and this guy immediately as soon as her mom left 
was like, you are gorgeous. Your body is amazing. Oh, my God. I bet you look great naked. Uh, and, you know, by the way, sometime you should, you know, maybe you should come over to school one day. You know what I mean? Maybe we'll, we'll sit in the hot tub topless. I'd love to see you topless. And just like immediately started. Jesus Christ. 17 years old. And the guy was just like, I want to see your tits. <laughs> yeah. She told I mean, her. It was like 45. Yeah. Or, or, or older. Or yeah. Older, she yeah. told her mom about it. Like snatched her out of there. Like wouldn't let her do it go anymore. Well, that's good. But let's just say she showed her tits. What's fucked up is she might be a country music star today. Yeah. You know what I mean? You mean had she shown her had tits? Had she. Oh, okay, I gotcha. Yeah, that's what's fucked up. Yeah. How many huge actresses, I mean, we know some of them are coming out, but how many other huge actresses are like, oh, there's no way I'm going to tell my story because I did everything that I possibly could to be filthy and I and I, I, I like filth my way to the top. Men too. Yeah. How many male or how many actors did that? It's just, it's kind of scary. I mean, and, and seriously, if one of us was put in that situation, right now at my job, shit. <laughs> if somebody came to me and was like, you want to double your salary? Yes. Oh, blow me. Come into my office and take your pants off. You right. know? Okay. I wouldn't even get through the, over the threshold. I'd be kicking my shoes and socks off. Like, <laughs> I mean, it. it's, it's, I mean, it, it really is crazy because a lot of the people, when they're first starting out, they don't have anything. No. So you have this opportunity, you have this person who you know has power, and they put this crazy proposition in front of you. And the thing is, is, is like Weinstein was well known for upholding his bargain. So, like, if you had sex with him or you did whatever, he paid it back to you. He did what he told you he was going to do. Totally. So, to know that in the end you were going to become this movie star, you were going to be able to do all this crazy stuff. I mean, to them, even though as, like, fucked up as it was, it may have been worth it in the long run. Yeah, I know. That's the And that's the part that we can't talk about. Right. We can't yeah. talk about it because it's, it's, yeah, it's taboo. I mean, it's like you go down a dark path instantly with that, and you, you have people – you know, because no matter what, like we said on the last podcast, nobody should ever be put in that position. No, no. Nobody should ever be put in that position where they have to make a decision sexually whether or not they're going to to succeed. Right. And we joke about it. I just joked about like, you know, blowing. He'd be kicking. I'd be kicking my shoes off before I even cross the threshold. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's because you're a sick fuck. That's why. But well, yeah. But I don't know. It's just crazy. It's just it's nuts. Anyway, before we started the podcast, you said you had a story that you wanted to tell us. Yeah, so there was a, there was a story I heard, and it was about a 18-year-old boy, whatever, kid, who uh, was babysitting his neighbor's, like, 10-year-old son. And the dad came home to find the, basically, this 18-year-old kid on the verge of raping his son. Good God. They was like in the bed molesting him and literally beat this kid to the verge of death and then called the cops and said, hey, you better get an ambulance here like he's about to die. And the the cops aren't pressing charges against him. Good for really? him. Yeah. Really? Good for him. Yeah. They were crazy. like, well, you know, it was bound to happen. Oh, yeah. And that's what they said. Like, how how can we rightfully press charges against someone that we would do the exact same thing for? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. I'm sure that shit goes on all the time, too. Oh, yeah. Well, and but think about this, too. Like, and sexist or not, but would you ever have a boy watch your kids? An 18-year-old? I'm I'm I, pretty old-fashioned about babysitters. Yeah. And it pretty much always has to be 
a woman. I mean, I, I'm, I, not, I'm baby, not saying I did that babysitting it, it couldn't when I was... happen. I'm not yeah, saying I'm not saying that's wrong or either, it couldn't happen or anything like that, but just too many, too much crazy shit that could happen. I feel like the other way. Yeah, and I mean, overpowering the children. It, it, I mean, I feel like it'd be a lot easier for a young man to overpower children than it would be a female. Not because she's not strong enough. I just feel like I just would. I just feel like it wouldn't. Ha- you know, I don't right. know. I've uh, been hearing a lot about a lot of like teachers, like female teachers. Oh yeah. It, is insane. It is. It's insane how many teachers have been sleeping with underage like boys. It's insane. Yeah. It's completely but insane. But here's what's so once again taboo about it is I'd have given my right hand for that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Every, Imagine if you had a smoking hot teacher. Have you seen these teachers? They're bombshells. Yeah. This yeah, this ain't Mrs. like Richardson, the fat fourth saggy grade teacher. Saggy tits to her knees. Huh? Saggy tits to her knees. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, this this ain't, you know, I, I I was gonna use some names of some of my old teachers. This is like Miss Frizzle times twelve. Yeah, these are gorgeous chicks. Twenty three years old, twenty four years old, like the ex cheerleading coach and yeah. shit like that. Oh my god, you know, and these idiots. I mean, of course, you know they they've they've said it before. You start twenty three year old woman screwing a seventeen year old boy, it it can actually fuck him up a little bit psychologically because he's just. They're so impressionable. They're so weird. But they, I mean, these kids, you think that they're in like the best situation they've ever been in or they're ever going to be yes. in their entire life. Like these, this taboo relationship that you're not supposed to have that any 38-year-old man would break his legs <laughs> to have. <laughs> you know, Like, I want taboo. I know. I'm tired of the same old bullshit. <laughs> Let's go to fucking the McDonald's and go home, you know, or whatever. Well, but here's the thing too: is like, okay, so it's and but I'm they, not, but that was end up telling. That's what, that's the moral of the story. I just got off on a on a tangent. Sorry. No, it's okay. They end up by like telling one of their friends or their parents about it, right? And the next thing you know, it, it all comes crashing down. But if you yeah. were the dad, and I mean, I'm sure that if if we were the dad, we would be like, fuck. But like, if you were the dad and your son came to you and was like, look. And like showed you a nude pic of his texture, of his texture, <laughs> of his of his teacher's tits. No, but showed you like a nude picture of his teacher, and you're like, "Fuck!" Like, and you think how you would have reacted if you were a teenager. Like, oh yeah, I know there's a moral compass in you that's like, "Fuck, I've got to do the right thing," but you kind of got to give a little fist bump or something there, and I don't know. Maybe I'm just yeah. yeah that's the, that's one of those defining the, parent moments where you're like, I know. Ugh, what am I gonna do? It's like the immoral side of you though, saying right. But why, a, here's the thing: is like I'm not advocating 23 year olds sleeping with 17 year olds. But yes, why are. is it? <laughs> why is it okay? Or why is it taboo for for a 23 year old teacher to sleep with a 17 year old student? Even though, even though I know you're in a position of power technically, but it's okay for a. 30 year old to sleep with a 24 year old it's it's the maturity it's yeah. it's just the level or or the the age that we perceive maturity i think in my opinion i mean i don't think you should be allowed to get married till you're 25 mm. allowed to get married until yeah. you're 25 i don't think you honestly know who and sorry devin yeah, go ahead. But I mean, no, we built we built a culture on on, on people. I know, but think the about arranged this. marriages and dowries, like getting married when they were like 15, 16 years I old. I know, which is fucked up. But 
how like do you even really know yourself as a person before you're like 25 no think you're changing constantly almost year over year you're changing and you're adapting who you are 25 and i'm 38 from 25 to 38 I am like a different human yeah, being. Yeah, me too. It, it'll blow your mind. You'll look back and you'll be like, what a shithead. I think about myself all the time and I'm like, what a jackass. Yep. What a jackass I was. Good. So, I was, go ahead. No, Continue. I was good at some stuff and, and, and had my, my proverbial shit together. But I think about some of the stuff that I would do and some of the ways that I was lazy and some of the just some of the stupid shit that I would think about. And it's like, whoa, what? Yeah, and look. And I thought I was an adult. Me from 18 to 25, it's the same thing. But some things that I would portray on my children, one, I don't think you should, I don't think you should have a girlfriend or boyfriend in high school. Like, you should, you should enjoy your time with your friends. You should date people. But you should not have a four-year committed relationship and waste your high school experience on someone like that. Because you don't know who you are as a person to me. No. That's my opinion. Yeah. And secondly, if they ever came to me before they were 25 and asked my blessing to get married, get out of your fucking mind. Like, no way. Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's go around. What age do you think that that you really reached the majority of your maturity? 28, probably. 27. The majority of your maturity? Yeah, I mean, because you're always growing. I mean, you're, you're always going to become more like- mature. Well, look, I, I had I had things happen in my life that made me mature. Whatever, <laughs> I'm not going to dive into that one. But <laughs> well, yeah, but diving anus deep, <laughs> yeah, three digits deep. But yeah. I think by the time I had reached that age, I kind of I was on the the platform of deciding like, hey, look, I got to do I got to shit or get off the pot. I got to do something with my life and started to make make things happen. Yeah, yeah, the age where, you know, it, it's. You were like, okay, I'm going to be like this for the rest of my life, pretty much. You know, I mean, you're always going to grow, blah, blah, blah. But the age where you really get set in your ways. Probably, would you say? I said 28. I think that's, it was, but somewhere between 28 and 30, it was when I, because right around the time that I met my current wife and we were dating was when I started to get my shit together. Yeah. I don't know. Probably like. I'd say like, I'd say between 28 and 30, 29 and 30 is when, when I turned 30, a lot changed. Yeah. I just, I felt different. I felt a lot different in general. I'll probably end up having this exact same conversation when I'm 45 years old. I'll probably tell somebody that when I was 38 years old, that like I'm a completely different person than I am now. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like it's like we just keep, and of course, you're, you're, we're leveling off. We're leveling off a little bit. We're not going to keep changing so much. But, I mean, I still think, like, just a few years back, I told one of my friends that was like 33 or 32 years old, I'm like, <laughs> like, a lot's going to change. Oh, yeah. You know? I don't know. I Look, I know that they're never going to, like, put some law out or anything, but, like, you can't drink till you're 21, yet you can join the military, which I don't agree with. But... You can get married when you're 18 as well, which honestly, if you, if, how can you be able to, how can you be able to get married, but you can't drink? Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. I know. It's totally ridiculous. It's fucking stupid. Yeah. And I mean. It's my opinion. It's just my thoughts on it. But dude, I've been saying this shit for years. Like you ought to like have to have like a license to have children. You know, like you should, 
It's ridiculous that like we pass can pass a competency test. Exactly. Or yeah. yeah. And and I'm not talking about like ridiculous competency tests, but right. you know, are you able to provide for this child? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's it just we 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 make people go and and go through all of this these steps and all this BS and drive and park and parallel park and you ran a stop sign and all they're piloting. A 25 to a 3,500 pound vehicle that speeds up to 70 or 80 miles an hour and can just take out anybody. They can kill like a fucking 50, 60 people in one go if they hit a crowd of people. But, it, you know, it's like, but if, then they have to have a license. Right. You know what I mean? But if you want to produce life, you it's just, just, yeah, just do whatever you want. Yeah, whatever. Right. No big deal. I don't know. You can just go drop a load somewhere. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. And then cover it with cardboard behind the dumpster. <laughs> that's that's terrible. <laughs> yeah. That's terrible. I'm joking, everybody. I would never do that to my baby. Dumpster <laughs> baby. How the my, fuck did we get on this topic? The old-fashioned way. I don't know. The old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah, I go to a clinic. We oh, were talking about it. But you're, oh, yeah. Um, so I'm 20, 23, about to turn 24 in a couple in about a week. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I feel like I still have a lot of growing to do, but in, in my mind, I still feel like I'm the, I'm, I've been pretty much the same since high school. I mean, I'm a pretty mature person, I would say. Wouldn't you say, Josh, Adam? Maybe mature. Well, I, think you, I think you definitely are for your age, but... You're mature beyond your years. I think when you look at... The overall picture. I think in the midst of conversation, this by by no means is this a knock on you, but you can see the difference of not having the the life experiences of the gaps between our ages. Yeah, not a knock at all. You're definitely you you have great wisdom for your age, but you can see some discrepancies in like where some of that stuff that where we've been through um, that you haven't yet. Like you can, you can see a little bit of a void there, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't think you have a lack of knowledge or wisdom, like for where you're at. And I think you're above the threshold of where most people are for sure. Yeah. Well, I still have a lot of growing to do. What if we're still doing this podcast in like 10 years? Be like, hey, remember episode whatever? Whenever you're... If we're doing it in 10 years, this better be the only thing I'm doing. <laughs> yeah. Right. I better be getting paid too. Yeah. This better not <laughs> yeah. still be a hobby. Yeah. I better be saying brought to you by, oh, yeah. like at least fifteen times an episode. Brought to you by Square Cash. <laughs> Just yeah. kidding, not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> I've got like a McDonald's T-shirt on, eating, <laughs> eating McDonald's French fries and drinking out of a huge McDonald's. F- you know, that's what I, I love. Pulling on, up in a T-Mobile car. Yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Uh, the uh, Red Bull truck. Uh, you know, in that uh, on the Voice or or America's Got Talent. Every one of them has like a 44 ounce like Dunkin' Donuts cup or something in front of them. It, the product placement is just disgusting. You know, it's the same way with movies though. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it's it's more. I always find it more subtle in movies unless it's a car. Yeah, yeah. And then it's egre- they, like zoom in on the logo. It's like, egregious. Whoa. It's egregious. Like it'll be like 16 Chevrolet pickups in a row. You know, uh, but in some of the some of the these TV shows like The Voice, and I can't remember what or not The Voice. It's the America's Got Talent. 
I can't remember what sponsor it is, but they all have these like forty-four ounce cups in front of them. It's just it's just obnoxious, right? Right know? there, right there in front of your face. Yeah, I mean, but if you're gonna do it, make fun of it like they did in, in uh, Wayne's World, right? When he's like, you know, I don't know why everybody always sells out to sponsors. He's wearing a uh, he's wearing a Pepsi shirt. He's wearing Reeboks and Reebok <laughs> pants. He's got a Reebok hat on, and you know, <laughs> and he's like he's drinking a, a Mountain Dew sideways so you can see it. <laughs> I just it's like if you're gonna do it, do it. Every time I took a sip, I'd be like, mm, I love Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> you know, I just just something stupid. It's so lame. I hate sellouts. The advertisements in Arrow. I don't know if you guys watch it, but uh, do they advertise Windows? out the ass really like she there's this hacker girl and she has like a tablet and then every time it shows something on the tablet it's like the windows 8 platform or the windows 10 platform oh, and it like sure. does some fancy shit same yeah. thing with dexter the tv show they they went through a, an apple craze where every time he was on his computer it was like a slow pan across like his apple computer and he's oh, like yeah typing away yeah man, I, they, to- I totally hate, hate sellouts uh so if any um sponsors are listening please hit us up at ovppodcast at gmail.com to, uh, become a sponsor. <laughs> please yeah <laughs> please we need this yeah we yeah. want money it'll be like mike's dildos and pocket pussies dude i'll take anything i'll take yeah. anything yeah, the fucking rabbits can sponsor. We have us. like a, a fat guy from New Jersey on here named Mike that sells dildos and pocket yeah. pussies. It can be Leroy's flesh rockets. I don't care. <laughs> or fleshlights. I'm sorry. Yeah. Listen, listen. I've personally <laughs> used these items and they have changed my life. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come Dude, on I- down to Mike's pocket pussies and uh, dildos <laughs> <laughs> and fireworks. Yeah, we'll do a, a custom fitting. With Mike himself. We can mold out your butthole. <laughs> yeah. Mike, Mike will take you back in one of those like old fitting rooms that has a curtain on it. I like how his name's Mike. Yeah. It's my middle name. Thanks, yeah. guys. Mike the dildo fitter. I guarantee you somewhere there is a guy who is a like legitimate dildo fitter, and his name's Mike. Oh, dude, I saw a, uh, I saw a meme on Facebook the other day. It was probably the one I sent you. Was it? Yeah. Whenever you think you hate your job. Yeah, when it, whenever you think you hate your dildos. job, just like you remember, there's Cheryl painting the the heads of dildos. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's a making huge them fucking dildo, making them pink. She's dipping it. She has to dip it <laughs> yeah, first. <I> yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Uh, suddenly, All right, let's suddenly move. my life isn't so bad. Yeah, I know. So, uh, what's been going on with Adam's escapades? It's not time for that yet. Ah, oh, come on. <laughs> it's not time for that yet. You motherfucker. It's not time for that yet. Like, well, look, earlier we, we started talking about a conversation. We started having a conversation about stimulants. Okay. Uh, I, we could talk about it on some other episode. It'd probably smart. We can talk about it on this one. It doesn't let's, matter. Let's talk about it on this episode. Tell me about. Fuck it. Tell me about your. How, how do you feel about stimulants? I think they're wonderful. What kind of stimulants? I mean, specifically prescription stimulants. What kind of prescription stimulants? Sorry, like Adderall. Yes, Adderall, dextroamphetamine, methylphenidate, Ritalin. I think they're awesome. Vivance. I think that. uh, I mean, I think everyone makes a larger deal about them, like people getting them, than. Look, it's it's like it's like with any other drug, whether it's marijuana or whatever. The whole the whole point around people. Getting it illegally is that the fact that you can't tax it. That's the only reason anyone anyone gives a shit about it. Yeah. 
Well, and I mean, it, it also, they're highly, they have a really high addictive potential. I mean. Yeah. So does caffeine. Well. Nicotine. Yeah. If you think about it, other than, I mean, I'm sure that there's other side effects because I know Adderall and some of the other stimulants are bad for like your liver and stuff, but it's no different than pounding four Red Bulls in a day. It's still as hard as shit on you. Yeah. Uh, well, and people don't pay attention to the fact that a lot of stimulants, a lot of, a lot of the stimulants, particularly five-hour energy and Red Bulls, can eventually fool your body into stopping – or it fools your body into to not producing adrenaline anymore. It screws with your adrenal glands and it it screws with all this stuff. And people can end up going into this weird syndrome where they're constantly sad and lethargic and they just don't feel right unless they have stimulants. It's because their right. body just says, well, you're always giving me this artificial stimulant, therefore I'm not going to produce it anymore. I mean, science has been telling us for years, whether it's steroids, HGH, stimulants, it doesn't matter what it is. You need antidepressants too, even though that's a that's a subject for another day. You need to cycle on and cycle off. And you ha- you need to do that periodically to kind of right the ship, if you will. Right. Because it'll always be moving in one direction. And eventually yeah. you have to like get it out of your body for a while to get back to reality. It's the same way I would have to periodically go off. I was prescribed uh, numerous stimulants for attention deficit disorder. I ended up finding one that is a miracle drug. It's called dextroamphetamine, but they won't prescribe it because it's so, it has a really high addictive potential. Not a sponsor. <clears throat> Dexedrine? Yeah. yeah. Not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. Dexedrine? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just going to keep saying it. Uh, so they <laughs> basically, um, I obviously need stimulants right now. I have no idea what I'm talking about. I have no idea what you were I'm... just you were just talking about how you you were. Oh, on I had them. to cycle it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had to go on and off of it because if I didn't, well, your body builds up a tolerance to you, it. And even though they tell you that stuff like dextroamphetamine doesn't build up in your system and you don't build a tolerance, it's a crock of shit. Yeah. You build a tolerance to anything. If I eat a bag of Doritos every day of the week, eventually I'm going to need one and a half. Yep. And then I'm going to mm-hmm. need two. It's just, you just, you know, you just do it. It just happens. But they, you have to cycle that stuff. And I think that's why a lot of people end up misusing it. <laughs> Sorry, the microphone was right in your face. I couldn't see you. It's I'll, okay. Yeah. I thought I'll, you just had like a weird microphone fetish where you always have to like touch microphones. No, no. It, the, stands. The, the part of that microphone was directly in his eyeballs. Uh, so all I saw, <laughs> I was just staring at like his fucking bald head with a big <laughs> microphone right in his face. I, I wanted to move it. It was uncomfortable. Yeah, I, look, I, I think, look, I, I, I like them um, for, you know, recreational use. I think they're. Well, hold li- on. Huh? You said you like them for recreational use. Yeah. But you don't necessarily use them recreationally. You use them when it's time for you to get shit done. That's well, not I mean, recreation. Well, I know, but it's it's no different than like taking a Red Bull or like drinking coffee or anything else. But yeah, I say you recre- wouldn't tell someone that you I, drink coffee recreationally. I say recreationally because it's not a prescription. So Okay. That's that what makes I mean. sense, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. So anyway, uh, yes, I think they're legit. I think they're cool, but I don't feel like that I necessarily need them. And for me, 
any time that I had had ever taken them, it's more of just like a, you know, an occasional thing. And then it's the same thing where it's it's like a cycle on, cycle off type thing. So you don't build up a tolerance. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. just you just got to regulate it. You know yourself. Know your know how your your personality is and your your anatomy. You know, are you usually addictive to things? Addictive, addicting. I mean, that's all warm and fuzzy in a vacuum, but that's yeah. not how people think. No. True. You know, I mean, no one, no one is like, you know, smoke this marijuana or this, take this, you know, snort this I'm cocaine. Smoke and one they joint they think about it, but ahead of time, they're like, mm, I wonder if they have any addictive potential. You know, I mean, it's it's, and I agree. I mean, we're all intelligent, in, and before I do anything, that's that's typically how I, I think about it. Um, but here's the thing: is like I know everyone with any drug, they worry about the addictive traits of that drug, but, and this is my personal opinion, I think. The addictive trait lies within the person more than it does the drug. For sure. Yes, there's there's side effects or there's effects that the drug has on you that would make you want to take it again. But if you already have that pre-existing, um, if you already have that pre pre-existing addictive personality potential. trait, that, yeah, yeah, that makes you want to be addictive, whether it's to food, alcohol, or drugs. You're going to do it no matter what. You're going to find that vice that that gives it to you. Yeah, yeah. I'm addicted to sandwich bread. Yeah. <laughs> right before podcast. Yeah. No, you're right. I mean, we, and I, I mean, we're, it's a podcast with three relatively intelligent people that have all experimented and I've taken it as prescribed. We've taken stimulants in the past or currently, uh, but it's, uh, I, I mean, there are so many people out there that have a really high addictive potential. And that the problem is, is that a lot of times when a doctor is prescribing this stuff, they're not taking you through a test to, test your addictive potential right they're testing the potential for attention deficit disorder you know that that's what they're testing so it i don't know i'm a i think i don't know i mean i have a pro i have two friends that i work with that take adderall and if they don't have their adderall they like they like freak out about it yeah, I've that's, seen I've, that's addicting i've watched them freak out about it they, but, they're, they're but do they have a do they actually have like ADHD or do they just take it to like get through the day? Well, I mean, I mean, they both got it prescribed. Oh, okay. You know, but it's easy to go into your doctor and lie and, really just, and just tell them whatever you want. But I mean, we, earlier we all mentioned that movie limitless with Bradley Cooper mm -hmm. and how we, you know, when we would take stimulants or when we've taken them in the past that we would feel like super laser focused. I mean, tell me about some of that stuff. So for me, anytime I've ever taken Adderall, it, it's literally like limitless because I get the most clear mind that I've ever had in my life. And anything that like you could put like, there's no, there's no number of tasks that you could put before me that I couldn't get accomplished, whether it's through delegation or whatever. And I never lose focus. And I never forget things. I'm just like, I'm at my best. I like peak performer. I'm getting shit done and everything else washes away. I'm in a great mood. It's just like the ultimate. Like, it's like Red Bull if it actually worked. <laughs> if it actually gave you wings. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But but that, that's the thing is, and I, I'm sure that a doctor could sit here and tell me that it has way worse effects on you than an energy drink. But as far as productivity, I don't see the negative side to like using it. I know it's a narcotic and I know that it's, it's considered 
you know, a, a big thing when people use it outside the scope of how it's supposed to be used. But in my mind, because I've seen the effects of like what you can get done on it and the positive side effects or the pot, not, not side effects, but the positive results that can happen from it. I don't see the difference in like chugging eight cups of coffee or pounding two 20 ounce Red Bulls to get your, get through the day and get shit done. What's the fucking difference? I'm not saying you should go out and do toot the whole time or do blow, do, do a little bump, to get bump. through the day, get a little bump, bump. But I'm d- like, like what's <laughs> no, the fucking difference? Yeah, I, I mean, yeah, it's a that's a good question. You know, I wake up and I take one pill and I take another one at midday, or I pound Red Bulls all day and fill myself with sugar and God knows what else yeah. they put in those things. Yeah, I know what you mean. And, and here's the thing: is like you also get the benefit. Once again, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's negative sides to it, but you also get the benefit of Adderall to where it's also an appetite suppressor. So if you take them regularly or semi regularly, you're gonna lose weight because you're not eating as much. Dude. What? Dexedrine. It was developed. You remember there, there was a pill called Dexatrim and they had all these yeah. like these other pills like back. Yeah, it's very similar to that. So they figured bump, out bump, bump. that it would <laughs> Yeah, a little toot toot. toot. Uh, <laughs> they they figured out that Dexedrine was such an amazing appetite and sexual suppressant that you could like screw forever and never have an orgasm and you never wanted to eat and you'd lose tons of weight. So people became completely strung out on that stuff, like models and actors and pilots and, you know, train conductors and you know anybody that needed to be like on all the time and not worried about food right a lot of them ended up getting strung out on it because their doctors were prescribing these these huge doses of it and they you know originally they developed it with it was an instant release and i've taken dextroamphetamine uh, instant release dude it's basically like meth i mean you talk a mile a minute you want to like lift your car up and, and clean under it i mean you're just an animal but it just dies and you crash like nobody's business. Really? Yeah. The, so the problem is, is that when you crash, the only thing that makes you feel normal again is, is taking another one because you because you crash down so much further than you were. Yeah. Uh, so then they ended up developing, which they did with Adderall. They did with a lot of drugs. The Spantials, uh, I think they're called Spantials. The time release. slow release, yeah. Yeah, it's just a bunch of different salts. They mix up all these different salts because your body will metabolize salts differently. So they mix it up and with some medicine and then your body will metabolize some now and some later and some three, four hours from now. And it, it's, it's a little, it's, it's a easier on your body. You don't get so jacked. The problem is, is that people are like 10 milligrams, you know, doc, I used to take like 45 milligrams of this shit and you know, so they just take more and more because you know, the instant release hits you now and it's gone. The 10 milligrams like comes on slower for a really long time, but they, they think they need to take tons of it. Right. Um, I had, I was doing a bunch of research years ago. Did Devin, did we even ask you how you felt about Adderall? I don't think we did. We no. just went straight past you. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Well, remember your thing. You were doing some research years uh, ago. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. I will. Yeah. Adderall doesn't really make me jittery or anything. It's just, yeah, that's a big, <laughs> that's a big side effect for a lot of people. Right. Um, it, it, my mind is, is focused and I don't daydream as much. So a lot of times I'll get distracted by myself because I'll, I'll think about, Oh, you know, what about this? And then I'll branch off from there and it'll just go different paths. You'll get distracted. And start yeah, exactly. Work. Yeah. Playing, su- uh, yeah. Super Mario run at work or something like that. 
Uh, <laughs> but no, it's just everything that I look at is just so defined and, and clear uh, that, you know, that I know what to do. Uh, and I know how to go about that. And I'm usually a couple steps ahead of, of myself, you know? Um, the problem is I only get about three to four hours of sleep and I'm, I mean, I'm tired, but my body just won't let me go to sleep and that fucking sucks. I love my sleep. Cause you're still like wound. Well, up. the yeah. problem is, is that when you start taking that medicine regularly, mm-hmm. then you wake up in the morning and you're all lethargic. You pop a 15 Addy yeah. or a 20 Addy and you feel like a monster again. Mm-hmm. Around lunch, you get tired. You pop another, and you go, and then you go to sleep, and then now you're you're hooked. Yep. Yeah, you know, it wasn't like, you know, in Limitless. I w- I wish there was a pill like this, but you know, in Limitless, you know, everything's kind of dull, and then he pops a pill, and everything's just like like super bright, you know, neon. Yeah, uh, I wish I had something like that. That would be cool, but it's it's more of a focus thing than anything else for me. I don't know. I feel Limitless when I'm on it. I feel I feel like Bradley Cooper when I'm on it. Yeah. <clears throat> I so I was I saw the movie Limitless and naturally went online like everybody else. And, exactly, yeah. And typed in limitless drug. And immediately their articles popped up. Let's say within a week or two of the movie. Articles popped up that said we've had drugs like Limitless. Well, I mean the real version of it. Not that like actually makes you a genius, mm-hmm. but that can actually unlock some of your cognitive ability for years. The French developed it. It's called Modafinil. It's called Provigil. Not the, a sponsor. Oh, for fuck's sake. If you say that one more fucking time. <laughs> uh, I'm drinking a Mountain Dew and a Yingling right now, in case anyone's curious. Uh, <laughs> and I have an Apple iPhone. Got that. Uh, so uh, we... I was like, this is crazy. I started reading all this stuff about it. So the French developed it for their soldiers. Their soldiers were getting tired. And they needed something to keep their soldiers awake. So they tried stimulants. The problem is, is a lot of their guys would get addicted to it. They would have adverse effects. They never could sleep at all. You know, they'd just be like, you know, they're wired all the time. And it's highly addictive. So they basically developed a drug called modafinil or provigil. That's a a cognitive drug stimulant rather than a I guess a physical stimulant or whatever yeah and I mean we can we can look it up and do some research about it but so they ended up finding out that their soldiers and their pilots and people could stay awake and be focused like 100% focused but they wouldn't feel jittery and a lot of times they wouldn't end up having those adverse side effects like addictive potential or or or, or the that need to have it all the time that when they didn't take pro vigil they they didn't suddenly feel drugged because that's the big problem with drugs you don't feel drugged until you stop taking it right that's when you feel like you're drugged yeah that's when it hits you yeah that's why you got to take it to normalize yourself again so the people that take or took were taking pro vigil didn't have that or at least didn't have nearly as much of it so I read article after article about this stuff. Because yeah, I had stopped taking stimulants a long time ago. I ran out of insurance, couldn't take the dexedrine anymore. Felt pretty jacked or pretty weird for a while. I basically went through some pretty serious detox. But I was, I was too afraid to get back on it. So I read some articles and everything was just glowing. You know, like I was like provigil reviews, modafinil reviews. And it was like, this stuff's amazing. And I'm on this much and this much and this much, whatever. So I went low. I shot low. I think I went for the lowest doses, 100 milligrams, and I cut those in half. I'll never forget the first day I took it. The first day I took it, it was like 
40 minutes later, maybe 30 minutes later, I just like, it was like my eyes opened and I, I was like, whoa, my head started to feel real fuzzy and started pounding. Like I had like a really wicked headache. And I, I, I was like, when I would touch things, I even, it, it felt different. I, I was like, this is insane. I drove to work and I got to work and I sat down in front of my computer and I was just focused. I started responding to emails. People were coming and asking me questions and I, I you're, I, you're just tuned in. So everything. I, I started telling people that that's kind of how I felt. I felt tuned in. Yeah. Always tuned in. So I kept taking it. I never really ramped up to hundred milligrams. I would only take the hundred milligrams periodically. So I was taking a half dose. So it would always last me 60 days. My doctor had asked me what it was for. And I was honest. I was just like, I've been reading about it. Uh, I told him my dad had taken it, which is a lie, but uh, I said, so I kind of lied, but my doctor was like, I don't care. It's not Dexedrine. It's not, it's not Ritalin. It's not Adderall. It's not like an addictive substance technically. So I'll give it to you. I don't give a shit. So it's a, it's prescription prescription. Okay. Yeah. So I kept taking it and kept taking it. And I was an animal. I was an animal. Uh, I would go to work and just be so tuned in. And people would noticing. They were like, wow, like you are, you're doing amazing. My numbers were through the roof. I was tuned in. <laughs> well, you fast forward like four or five months later and I'm in my car one day and like for the fifth day in a row, I thought that I was going to murder someone while I was driving. My road rage was through the roof and my anxiety was through the roof when I would drive or whenever I was in a situation where I started to kind of feel anxious. So my family, my friends, and everybody started to notice that I was super on edge. Like, I, I was wound up tighter than a snare drum. Like, you cut a loud fart, and I'd tear the room to pieces. I mean, <laughs> I was just like, I was wound the fuck up. I say not a sponsor, and you just fucking chop my head off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like flip the table, <laughs> knock the microphones off. Uh, but it, so I ended up, one of my friends started saying, he said, I've been noticing uh, for like the last five or six months. You have been really great at work, and you're doing a really great job making lots of money, but you're a dickhead. Everybody thinks you're a huge dickhead. So then I went on with him one day, and I said, dude, everything I've ever read about this stuff says it's fantastic. It's like a miracle drug. It's a miracle drug. CEOs take it. You know, like Jeff Bezos takes it. Like all these people take it because it's a miracle drug because it just makes you so tuned in. Well, then I went on one day. And instead of typing in modafinil reviews or provigil reviews, I typed in modafinil side effects like I should have done six months before that. <laughs> yeah, or f four months or whatever. And then it is just like like excerpt after excerpt from people saying, like, I thought I was going to tear my dog's head off when it was barking at me one day. You know, like I was driving down the street and someone pulled in front of me and I got out of my car and I chased them like I was the cop from, you know, Terminator. <laughs> you know, and it's like, like they just went nuts. And it was, and it's like hyper-aggressive, hyper-aggressive, hyper-aggressive. Is that just like a side effect that reacts to certain people, though? Well, I mean, from what I'm reading... It's a pretty common side effect. Oh, wow. And I mean, it obviously made me hyper aggressive. Um, but I mean, that's what, that's like everything, every type of medicine, every type of like caffeine, it has side effects. Right. You know, uh, if you, 
uh, drink Red Bull like we were talking about. Like the, I, I met a guy. He was a truck driver that would drink three to five five-hour energies a day because he had to be tuned in. He had to go and have surgery because his adrenal glands quit. They quit working. He said he became so depressed and so sad, and he actually lost muscle mass, and he became like weak because he's he, it screwed his body up so bad. But he was also taking four times the recommended dose every day, right, or whatever. Uh, but I mean, yeah, you just don't, no one pays attention to the like these side effects of some of this stuff. Yeah, that's fucking nuts. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to screw like nobody's business on Pro Vigil. <laughs> you rock hard all the time. No. <laughs> <laughs> just walk around with a fucking yeah. erection everywhere. Fucking stump between your legs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was crazy. It was crazy. Because, I mean, we've had this conversation in one of the podcasts before. I'm like a once a weeker. I want to throw all my effort in once a week. But then you were a seven, seven days a week? No, maybe like two. But that's double. <laughs> that's that's yeah. increased by 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 100% increase in my sex drive. You know, I could be on a commercial. <laughs> I was at one. Now I'm at two. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you ProVigil. <laughs> yeah. Hold it in my hand. Yeah. I got them downstairs. Let's take them. Yeah, let's, let's fucking pop one right, right now and get table. rock hard. <laughs> Josh somebody, pops one and he just walks around with three digits in his ass over yeah. there. <laughs> somebody get a fucking dollar bill. Let's snort those bitches. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I stand on them. I don't, I don't. I'm not. I'm not advocating them fully, even though I am. But uh, I mean, I I enjoy them. I think they're. Uh, they definitely have the benefits. Yeah. Make a work day a lot better. But Yeah, it's mm-hmm. tough. I mean, I, I put a lot of people in treatment, and I deal with a lot of kids that are strung out on stimulants, man. Or I, I deal with a lot of kids that have addictive personalities. They're strung out on heroin or they're strung out on alcohol or, or whatever. And they'll say, you know, they'll come to treatment and they'll say, can I bring my scripts with me? And, yeah, of course you can. What do you take? Well, I take, you know, Adderall and I take blah, blah, blah. Well, when you come to treatment, you can't take your Adderall. And they're just like, well, then I'm not coming. Jeez. Yeah, it's like, dude, like, you know, there's going to be people in there that, like, are crushing Adderall up and snorting it. And if they know that you're getting it and you're just prescribed, they're going to freak out. Yeah. Or they're going to try to break into the drug cabinet. Like, No, can't have it. You need to come off your Adderall. It's no big deal, bro. It's a month. And they're just like, no. Wow. I'll, I'll be as I won't pee, I won't be able to pay attention to anything. I won't be able to listen. They have it is because it has become such a crutch. They don't even think they can go to work anymore. Mm. Like they're they're like I can't do it anymore. <clears throat> it's crazy. And I told you I, I worked with a few people that were that way. They would. I, I saw a girl clamor around in her purse one day, and, and was like, "Oh my god, I don't have my Adderall." And like, I'm going to be a waste. Got pissed off at me one day because she forgot her Adderall and she came in and she was just kind of sluggish. She's a good friend of mine. I love her to pieces, but she was kind of sluggish that day. And of course I was tuned the fuck in on pro vigil, you know? <laughs> so I was touching her like, going, hello, like touching her shoulder and stuff. And she was like, don't fucking touch me. Like, I'm like, I can't, like, I can't focus. So at some point during the day, right in the middle of her doing something, I deliberately was like, 
hey, 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 I need you to focus on something right now, right now, right now. There's a big issue. And she just shut down. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was just like, I can't stop fucking with me. Like, I can't do it. Because it was like she's so used to taking Adderall. And if she doesn't have her Adderall, it's like, you know, she could, like, focus on an email. You know what I mean? Like, she couldn't focus on anything else. Yeah, it was funny. I was such a douche. That's terrible. I was such a douchebag about it, though. (laughs) I I mean, I would prey on her. like I was like a a hawk. What is that, pro-vigilant? Pro, yeah, no, it's pro vigil. Pro vigil. Pro vigilante. All right, let's yeah, let's let's be pro vigilant about this pro vigil. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll talk about it. I got some. I had to stop taking it. I was an animal, trying to trying to road rage like <laughs> I I like pull out of my neighborhood trying to kill people, trying to run people off the road and fuck them. <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah. trying to run people yeah. off the road with a rock hard yeah. direction. Yeah. It's number two for the week. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Louisville Slugger with me. <laughs> oh, man. And then Josh sends me videos. You guys are fucking fucking work. What's next? What's next? I, th- I think it's time for Adam's Is it, is it time? Yeah. It's yeah, time, tell dude. Tell us about it. What's been going We've on? We've hit that mark. Yeah, it's right at about an hour. Um, guys, it's been it's, – it's not – it's not great. It's not great. I so I went. I've been on some. Oh, I finally went. I, I didn't tell you all this. What? Tell us. I finally went on a date with someone who looked identical, if not better than their pictures on Match. Alert the Rare. fucking press. Rare Pokemon. Yeah. I've so I've been on two dates that where they actually looked. So I'm shooting fifty percent. Well, yeah, 50%. I've increased by fifty percent. Have, yeah. have you been on what four total dates? Yes. Sorry, I was counting. Is so, it four? I've been on four dates. So and two actually two were or, two were UFOs. But then you also had some to where it never got to date status because oh the yeah the one chick yeah she the doctor was it a doctor. The yeah. nurse. No, she was a. She told me she was a doctor. Yeah, she. Yeah, because I. I don't think I talked. I don't think I talked about this on podcast. Maybe I did. No, I think you did. Yeah, she. Uh, she like in the middle of her telling me that she didn't want to date me. Uh, I went on match and and noticed that she had changed her pictures. Yeah. And suddenly the pictures were, you know, they looked like she was in front of a funhouse mirror. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> yeah, I was like, well, that looks different. Don't mind it. I love me some big women. I don't know how many times I got to say this. Right. I love. Just be honest. Just be honest with me. Yeah. It's just don't don't lie to me, and I can't stand it. So yeah, I went out on a on a date. Uh, It was it was really good. Had a really good time. Wasn't romantic at all. You know, I mean, you you probably wanted to be like remotely romantic. Was it at Chili's? No. (laughs) Didn't you tell me that it uh, had an interesting start to it? Did I tell you this story? Well, you yeah, you just told me the first part. Wait, no, you didn't tell me. You it was tell the, me the first it part. was the you're you're gonna love this. There's a chick in the room. Her name's Anna. It's Devin's girlfriend. It's Devin's, my girlfriend. It's Devin's girlfriend. Uh, it was the I would I would I would say that I could probably trump anybody as the weirdest first date that anybody that I know and anybody that's listened to this podcast has ever been on. I had a feeling she was going to cancel. I don't know why I had a feeling she was going to cancel. I just had that feeling. She's she didn't respond to text messages the way that I wanted her to respond to text messages. You know, I I'm, we we we're attached to our cell phones. Every one of us has a cell phone with an with an eye shot right now, 
And I would text her and it'd be like six hours before I got a response. You are making an effort not to respond to me. Right. You've made an effort. Let's be honest. I know you're on Snapchat, bitch. It's 2017. If someone sends you a text message and it takes you six hours to respond, you ain't that busy. Yep. You're making an effort. So, but no big deal. I know some people are just that way. And she actually prefaced it and she told me, I'm known in my circle of friends as, and she gave like a funny name, like, oh, never responds Betsy or some bullshit, you know, you know, whatever, whatever little nickname. So she never responds to stuff. Anyway, so she's, she's late. I text my friend and I said, she's late. And he makes some funny comment. And I, there are these girls sitting next to me at this table and they already knew that I was going to, I was on a first date because I'd gotten there really early. I told her there, I, I told her that I was there early. I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure she's gonna she's gonna cancel, and they're like, oh, that sucks, dude, that sucks, and and then she she texts me, so I, I pick up my phone. I'm like, look, she texts me. This is what the text said. I'm in the parking lot. There's a baby in my car, and I'm on the phone with the police, and I I was just like, huh. <laughs> The least you could do is think of something better than that. This is the most confusing sentence that I've ever read. <laughs> yeah. I'm in the parking lot. There's a baby in my car. And I'm on the phone with the police. So I was just like, fuck. The least you could have done was come up with something better. So I look at these girls and I'm like, yep, here she's going to cancel. And then my phone started ringing. Because I responded. I'm like, the parking lot of the bar? You know, like what parking lot? Like if your apartment, because I was, I was thinking she was going to be like, yeah, I'm at home. And I was going to be like date canceled. I was just going to get up and leave basically. I was going to pay for my beer because she's never going to come. She says, yes, I'm in the parking lot of the bar. And then she calls me and I was like, hello. She goes, Hey, I'm actually outside. You just come out here and meet me. I've never met this chick in my life. So I go outside and I see a, a Dodge Concord. An old, like flat gray <laughs> Dodge Concord with its entire bumper ripped off. And I and I'm just staring at it like what the fuck? There's like a wrecked car right here. There's a random red truck like a little ways away from that. <coughs> there's about four or five rednecks squalling somewhere out in the parking lot, and then there's my date. And she witnessed a hit and hit and run as soon as she pulled up. The rednecks jumped out of their car. They chased this guy down. He ends up stopping because he's wasted. They have a baby in their car. I can't figure out for the life of me why it's in her car, but there she is. She's got a baby in her car. There's rednecks squalling at each other in the parking lot. Their car's all trashed, bumper hanging in the road, and then this other asshole that hit him. I mean, that's the way the first date started. So I gave her a big hug, and I was like, this is fucked up. (laughs) My name's Adam. Big old hug. Yeah, my My name's Adam. This is fucked up. This is fucked up. (laughs) But I'll never be able to, to reproduce this story again. You can't replicate that. You can't replicate that. So I spent a lot of time out there. Coincidentally, you know, I, I was able to try to help them get their bumper back on. Ended up just tearing the entire bumper off the car. I just had to help them tear the bumper off because we couldn't get it on. Here's the crazy part of it. It was little redneck girl, little redneck guy, and another little redneck girl, and a baby. And an old, shitty, beat-up, flat-gray Dodge Concord. Concord. They had driven from Lebanon, Tennessee, about 40 minutes away, 30 minutes away. They had come to Donaldson to get tattoos and piercings, and they brought their baby. Jesus. In a car that had no heat. 
I mean, once again, this completes the circle. Yeah, yeah. Yep. it completes the circle of redneck life. <laughs> stay out of my. Have to take a competency. Stay test out of my gene children. pool. Stay out of my gene pool. They need to go on an island somewhere. Um, so here's I haven't even gotten to it yet. I haven't put the fucking redneck cherry on top of this pie yet. <laughs> the guy is freaking out. His loud mouth, smart mouth girlfriend, the one whose baby was in the car. Running her mouth to their friend is inside getting a rose tattooed on her wrist. Oh my god! So while the hit and run is happening, yeah. So they're freaking. They're, no, it was during. So yeah. they they're freaking out, freaking out. I'm gonna. We're gonna get a ticket. We're gonna get a ticket. I'm like, why would you get a ticket? Well, she's like, I don't have my driver's license. I haven't had my driver's license. It got suspended. I, I got a wreck. I was in She's running her mouth. And I basically was just like, shut up, shut up, shut up. I, I don't care. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's irrelevant. Just leave it with, I don't have my driver's license. I look at this kid, 22, three years old. What about you? No, nah, man, I haven't had a driver's license forever. What about the in little. Forever. <laughs> what about the blonde girl inside? Nope. All three of them and a baby. Drove from Lebanon, Tennessee, with no heat in the car, and not a driver's license between the four of them, including the baby. The baby had a better chance to get a driver's license than these dickheads. <laughs> so they were like freaking out, freaking out, and and I did what I'm supposed to do. I'm super persuasive. I just told this kid, I said, like, "Don't worry about it, man. Don't worry about it. You'll be fine." I knew he's screwed. If he gets pulled over, they're taking all of them to jail, and that kid's going straight to DCS, Department of Children's Service, for sure. He was like, I, I can't get home. So he kept coming in the bar trying to trying to get me to help him. And eventually I was like, bro, get on the road. Just get out of here. Drive 65 miles an hour. Stay on the right-hand side of the road. Like, just don't, don't do anything. What about my blinkers? What about my blinkers? I'm like, dude, you got bigger problems than your blinkers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't worry about them. <laughs> you know, you got a baby and no heat. I mean, it's just an idiot. An idiot. Thanks, man. Thank you for your help. He's shaking my hand like two hand. He like great, you know, did the two hand shake like, like thank God. Yeah, like I had, I had christened his baby or something, you know. But yeah, he just he drove away, and I went in to finish my beers with a date on on a, my first date. Nice. Yep. <clears throat> Crazy. Wait, so did the police come out, uh, or did they no, drive off before that? There's another cautionary tale. I know that they tell you don't ever call nine one one if it's not an emergency. If you don't call nine one one and you call that like secondary eight six two eighty six hundred, they will never show up. It was two hours later, and they never showed. They just called. They called the chick that I was on a date with back because none of those rednecks had a phone, either. They could I know they could be in a ditch somewhere for all I know. <clears throat> Baby's probably alive though. It's the only one still of, powering through only one yeah. has a fucking brain. Yeah, brain. <laughs> exactly. It hasn't been tainted yet. Yeah, not full of bong water and resin and meth. Yeah, exactly. Seriously, <laughs> the yeah. only one. The only one of them that actually has teeth in its head. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, it's just unbelievable. They were all sweet, but shit. But yeah, so they called two hours later. It was like ten, or maybe eleven. Yeah, something like that. And her phone rang. And she just looked at it, and she said, are they still in the parking lot? And I, I looked up and was like, nope. She just hung up and was like, nope, not answering it. I'm not getting involved. Jeez. Too late. They should have showed up. <clears throat> the drunk guy that hit him, who was piss drunk, 
piss drunk. Waited in the parking lot forever and eventually just told those kids, he was like, screw you, I'm leaving. They have his license plate and, you know, they're going to get a police report and everything, but, I mean, they're never going to be able to prove he was drunk. Exactly. He drove his ass home. Wasted. Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like, to me, hey, there is a drunk man who just hit me in the parking lot. I have my baby in the car. He could have hurt me. This is an emergency. Get this your guy act. could kill someone. <clears throat> he could leave here and, and, yeah, he could kill someone. This is an emergency. I'm not calling the 862 number. If I have a fender bender, I'm going to collect your info, take pictures of it, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm only calling the 862 number just to get a police report filed or whatever. Right. But it's just ridiculous. It's ridiculous that it would take them hours to get to you. How'd the rest of the date go? It was really good. <laughs> She's super nice, but it's not it, she wasn't not romantic at all. She did tell me something that started off as uh, it kind of it kind of struck me, but it it was ended up being a really good compliment. We were in the middle of talking, and she said, "Yeah, guys on Match just don't know how to take pictures of themselves." And I've she oh I was her first Match date ever. Wow, numerous times told me she was like, "You have made this so fantastic." You I mean. You're so much fun to talk to. You're so much fun to be around. Uh, like, I love talking to you. I was I was afraid that it was going to be, like, really awkward. And I'm like, well, no, I've got, I've did that. And I kind of told her about some of my UFOs that I went out with, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and um, I did it delicately, though. I told her delicately. Like, I did the whole I love big women thing. You know, I, I went into a big diatribe about how I love big women, uh, <laughs> which is always good fodder for uh, beers. But uh, she – she ended up saying, may I tell you something? And I'm like, well, yeah, bitch, tell me. And she verbatim. said, yeah, yeah like bitch, that. tell yeah. me. And she said, <laughs> you look way better in person. And I just stared at her and I blinked a few times. And, and I'm like, so I look like hammered shit on match. Is that what you're telling me? And <laughs> I played the female and she was like, no, no, obviously I'm out with you. I thought you were handsome. I thought you were attractive. You look way better in person. I said, I said that in my profile. The first sentence is like, I look way better in person. Try me on for size or some stupid shit like that. <laughs> Try me on for size. Yeah. You know, and Adam's head increased in size by five. Yeah. Night. Yeah. Um, I, I took my bottle of ProVigil and I hit her in the face with it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it was it was nice. She, yeah, she, she, it was a really nice compliment. Like, you look way better in person. And I mean, of course, I, I was digging. I was like, what, what do you mean? And tell me more. She, yeah, tell me more. She's like, yeah, you know, like it's not that you don't you don't take good pictures, but it's just guys just don't know how to filter their pictures. And I'm like, that's the problem. All your damn pictures are all filtered, and you look great, and you look better in person. But I mean, that's what sucks. It's all this neck up bullshit. Right. Neck up, neck up, neck up, neck up. That is not who I'm dating. I would love to date neck up. That'd be fantastic. And then you see neck down, and it's a dump truck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. semi truck full of like anyway uh it just so do you think there'll be a second date with her she asked me on a second date oh yeah we got the into the night we got into the parking lot yeah we, but we haven't talked much since then uh but i mean she also is like away she's on she's on vacation but yeah we got into the parking lot and i was talking and she kind of grabbed me and gave me a hug and interrupted me and said, like, looked right at me, said, we are definitely doing this again. I can't wait until we do it again. And I was like, Fan whoa, fantastic. I've never been asked out like that before. 
Right, let's let's do it. But like I said, there was not one instance, not one the entire date when I felt any romance. Did y'all kiss? No, we didn't kiss. Why not? Because there was nothing. It wasn't romantic at all. Was so there, there wasn't like chemistry. There wasn't like a vibe that was like. No, there's chemistry, but it's not. I I dare say. Why is my nose running? Uh, I dare say. Maybe platonic. Uh, okay. Maybe there's a lot of there's a lot of platonic chemistry, where and it didn't necessarily get buddy buddy, but when I would compliment her. And I, when I would say, I think you look fantastic, like, uh, you know, you look really nice tonight, it, she would just be like, oh, thank you. So last week when I was – it just, it, like, just goes straight through her. Um, And I don't know, maybe she's a product, you know, may, I mean, she's been getting dick-picked all day, you know? <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you just get so many dick-picks that, like, you're just impervious. That's so, all matches. Some, <laughs> someone's like, picks. you have got a gorgeous body. And Here she's you know, just like – dick pick. Well, you know, yeah, she just does. She's impervious to it. So that's what I'm saying. I'm not saying then I would dick pick her. I'm saying <laughs> that I say you have like a gorgeous body, and she's just like, huh? Anyway, I was reading this email yesterday, and you're like, I just told you a gorgeous body. She's so used to dick pics. Right. I got she's, you. you know, it's like Adderall. She's taking so much of it. She yeah, she's like, like, like Josh. She's just taking fried. so much Adderall. Yeah. That- yeah. Her brain's <laughs> dick fried. Dick. Dick pics. I told her that. I told her the dick pic joke. Where I was like, I got to, I was, I was at my end of my fucking rope. I was at the last rung on the ladder. I was going to start dick picking everybody. She did not think it was funny. Really? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I was like, did you, did you say the part where you're like, I'm just going to send the word dick, dick pick? Dick pick. Yeah. She was just like, huh. Oh. Yeah. Did did, her, it did not land. Yeah. She's definitely been sent way did you too tell many her that dick you did picks. The podcast? Yeah. She, uh, again, not I don't know. I don't, I don't, maybe the date didn't go well. <laughs> now that you maybe you've come to it. the realization that it didn't go well. She asked me out again. Have you talked to her since then? Yeah, a couple times. Just text. She's not much of a texter. Mm. Yeah, yeah, is yeah it, like, wait, um, that's the one that takes six hours. Yeah, I mean okay. we texted and she's always like, "Hey, it's so good to hear from you." Blah blah blah, whatever, you know. But yeah, yeah. she. I, I guess. I mean, I was a. I was. You know, it's it's a huge first date mistake. You did don't. you get drunk on the date? God. Damn, oh man, no. Did. <laughs> oh no! Like I got drunk, a, drunk. No, I was inebriated. Were you slurring? No. Stumbling? No. Okay. Were you drinking whiskey? No. Beer, but I hadn't had anything to eat. Was it beer and provigil? No, I haven't had pro, <laughs> provigil in months. So um, it was like you were drunk. Beer. You were drunk, road raging with a hard dick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just getting irrationally angry at whatever she says. Yeah, You're drunk. like, hey, hey, you want to go for a second date? We'll have drunk, dinner, road dinner raging with a, a hard suck. dick is like you know, like a porno or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> Give me a beer out of there, by the way. Um, no, yeah, I probably got a little bit buzzed. I was a little buzzed, but oh, I mean, I never mind. What? Continue. Sorry, you were tapping the pen, and I thought you were like flipping up your hand, and I was like, "What the fuck are you doing?" Oh no, no, no! I'm just tapping this this lighter. Um, it went well. It went well, and I, I had the other date that I went on was was relatively successful. Uh, she she kind of so oh, and we got I, I got to show you all this. So I told you all I have a niche market. If you got kids and you've been wronged, or if you're over the age of forty. 
and you, you know, own your own home and you need someone to come help you fix it, I'm your niche. You know, <laughs> like, you know, I look like a lumberjack. I'm thick. I have a big, deep voice and I know how to fix shit. Is there anything <laughs> else on you that's thick? <laughs> anything else that's on me that's thick? Yeah. <laughs> Only when I take my provisional. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. My, 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 yeah. Is your, is your three-piece set thick? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I have a niche market. So I want. I want. To, I've been dying to read uh, read this to you all. Um. Uh. Trying to fill awkward silence. Uh. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, we can. Uh, we can cut some of this out. Um, yeah, that's cool. I'm pulling up your profile. Tell yeah. us what you're doing exactly. I'm pulling up my match profile right now. I'm going to pull up my match profile and I'm going to read you all the my demographic. And I, I'm going to read this straight, good God, straight from match. Is this what match tells you your demographic is? No, it's it, no. So there's a, there's a section on match that just says viewed me. And it's everybody that she's shaking her head. She's been on there. It, she's, it's so it's, it's basically everybody that's ever viewed your profile. And I, and the deal is on match, I mean, it doesn't tell you anything about them. It doesn't say, you know, Adam's a part-time podcaster and comedian. It just—it's just my picture. So I mean, they're at least—they at least think I'm re- attractive enough to click on me. Either that, or they haven't seen enough UFOs that day. Because I guarantee <laughs> you, I fit—I fit in that fucking category. I, I'm a UFO. Uh, I'm about to be all three. Um, you're not old. I'm about to be. Yeah, bro, you're not old. Yeah. So anyway, I got a demographic. You are ugly I'm going to read these. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm going to read these straight off here. 43, 41, 44, 39, uh, 35, 40, 42, 39, 39, 47, 47, 46, 47, 43. I mean, 47, 47. It's just, uh, it's just eat up with it. 46, 41. <laughs> calling a football play. Yeah. I mean, I'm, you know, these, these, the older ladies, they love me. They're they want four. you to come fix their house. Basically. And take care. Of I their, told you. Take pro- care of their twenty-three-year-old children. Their, their they, profile will say that shit. In it. I've had the boys. Now I want a man. They want you to come. Oh home. no! They want you to come clean them pipes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This here. Let, let's read this profile. Uh, divorced. Who would have ever figured? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> who would have ever figured that you uh, that you'd be attracted to me? Um, <laughs> Oh, let's you see. sound like a pompous asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> Who would have thought you'd ever be? Oh, divorced forty-year-old with children. Hmm. I Who love adventures. Thought? I love adventures. And in parenthesis, I need a handsome adventurer. Oh, traveling. I hope you like it too. Hiking, making s'mores, enjoying a campfire. Blah blah blah. Did she pull that off Google? I'm looking for a positive man. Well, nope. I'm going to move on from that one. <laughs> I'm not positive. So, yeah. I mean, that's just like, it's like every day on here. So, I ended up, oh, shit. I almost dropped my phone. Um, I ended up having another interesting situation with, like, the messaging on there. Like, started to message with someone, and then it, like, it got, like, super weird. Um, I had, I had two of those instances. I had, I had one that, like, wanted to be friends and wanted to talk, and, then she said she wanted to go on a date, and right on the day of the date, the morning of the date, she canceled on me and said, can't do this. 
It's just too soon. <laughs> what do you mean what? it's too soon? I've been talking to you for two weeks. I mean, this is. I mean, what other? What? What are we supposed to do? Like go to a ropes course together? <laughs> what the like, fuck? I mean, I, it was so weird. So she canceled on me, contacted me again, started talking to me again, and then canceled. She was supposed to come over tomorrow, or we were supposed to hang out tomorrow at some point. I'd like to have a just have a drink, or you know whatever. Canceled on drink me. Drink or some sex? No. <laughs> just kidding. I never have sex on the first date. Ever. That never <laughs> happens. It's never happened. Not None with 40-year-old divorcees. None of us have ever had sex on the first date, just so everyone's clear. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I don't know, man. I'm just – and I, I still – I cannot tell you how many times I have opened up Tinder or I have opened up Bumble to sign up. I can't do it. What about Grinder? No. No. Dude, we still haven't created his Bumble account. I, we're not going to do it. Come on. And no, I just don't. I, I don't know. You I, pick one of the three, Tinder, Bumble, or Grindr. Or Grindr, yeah. <laughs> I'll fucking slay on Grindr. We've already <laughs> said it. I'll yeah. slay on Grindr. Mm-hmm. Um, I would, too. Yeah, I'm a Especially bear. Especially when I start singing to people. Yeah. Josh Groban over here. I, uh, I have a friend of mine at work who happens to bat for the other team. He texted me tonight. He's not, not like he's attracted to me. Yeah. But he's attracted to me. Like, he, 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 I mean, when he's, he's great, he's sweet, he's funny, but he's asking me out all the time. Not like that, but he's just attracted to me. You can just tell he's attracted to me. And he wants me to always come to all the gay bars with him. Like, he wants you to always come. He wants yeah, me to come. Yeah. He wants you to come over and go. That's, that's, the, <laughs> that's actually the name Kunk of the, him. that's the name of the bar. It's come. Kunk. C-U-U-N. Kunk. It's, yeah, C-U-N-K. Kunk. No, it's, it's called Canvas. There's another one called Stirrups. That one sounds sexy. Stirrup. Yeah. It does. I don't know. He's always asked me out. And I mean, it's flattering. I love it. Uh, when dude, a, you would get so much play in when there. A, when a dude when a dude hits on me, I am flattered. Yeah. I am flattered. Um, Funny story really quick. Go for it. I was uh, I was in a wedding recently, and <laughs> prior to the wedding and, like, the rehearsal dinner, a lot, all the grooms when we were in, like, a big group message, and a lot of us have similar personalities, so there was some really dirty shit that was getting dropped in there, of course. Oh, I'm sure. And you know me. How I am talking about teabagging and all Jesus. kinds of stuff, whatever. Uh, to to say that you are dirty would be a disgusting understatement. You are <laughs> filthy. I'm pretty sure I said something to you today that got you good. The 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 smegma. Th- it's hard for me to say. <laughs> no, 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 no. It, it, was, it was like it was dry. Something it, said, it was something I said to you while I was at work, and you were like, "You were fucking disgusting." <laughs> oh my god, you made. I, I don't want to talk about it again. I don't want to talk about it again. You made a reference to a a, a bricklayer. Oh yeah, that's and, what it was. <laughs> and about how. Thick oh, and having to yeah. trowel something. I, oh, God. I, yeah, I was in my car and was like, "Oh my God, I'm gonna have to pull over." Um, <laughs> yeah, Josh uh, pulls something from this yeah, deep anyways. dark place within and just comes up with the filthiest, the shit. filthiest shit. Anyway, finish your story. So, uh, so the night that we're doing the rehearsal dinner, so we we go to my buddy's house and we're doing like the rehearsal and whatnot. So. After that, we all meet up and we go to this Mexican restaurant for dinner and we're sitting there and my buddy's brother, who was the best man, he's sitting across from us, real cool guy. And my wife is there with me 
and all the groomsmen are and they're like significant others are sitting around and he goes oh yeah are you the gay one from the are you the gay josh from the group message and i and or yeah that's what he said he goes are you the gay josh from the group message and and without even (laughs) without even thinking i just go yeah that's me (laughs) and and of course he meant like the one making all the disgusting shit which i was i was making like constant like gross shit or whatever and then my wife like won't let me live it down that i just owned up to being gay or whatever so i don't know i can't help it i have i have those undertones yeah those gay yeah sometimes you say some stuff or you do you like your mannerism sometimes i mean you love i mean seriously it is a weekly or bi-weekly occurrence that you will text me or call me <laughs> randomly and tell me that you want to be balls deep on me. I, just I randomly. Tell you that. Yeah, yeah I'll be time. at work and you'll just call and go, I want to be face first in your taint right now. I do say that. You know, I want to be two inches of tongue in your butthole right now. Like <laughs> He doesn't do it that drastic with me, but he's like, just, bring that cock here or something like that. That's just how I like to greet you because we have that relationship. That's yeah. how I think of you. Yeah, it's hilarious, and it always throws me for a good loop. But I have to admit there are some times when, you know. Sometimes I just want to take you out for pizza and a dick suck. <laughs> 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 Shit. That would be so good on my profile and match. <laughs> I just want to take you out for pizza and a dick suck. <laughs> oh, man, that'd be so good. Anyway, yeah, it's just, I mean – I'm not there's I'm there's not a lot of success on there. I'm match is pretty awful. When my subscription runs out or, or whatever the hell you call it, I'm probably gonna cancel it. Um Technically you get three months free. If you don't find love, I don't know how, how the hell they measure that. Well they just call me? Well, I, yeah. I guess they're Hey, have you that, found love no. in these first three months? Maybe they're figuring that if you get it in three months you'll just cancel your account anyways. Oh or hide it or something. Yeah, yeah. well I haven't. So I don't know. I've thought about oh the girl that I went out with. Uh, I asked her. She mentioned eHarmony, and I mentioned it. And she said it was awful. Uh, she she hated eHarmony, and met. She said she met tons of creeps on there. Um, I'm sure you meet creeps on any of them though. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And the know. free ones are probably way worse. <clears throat> yeah. Anyway, that's basically it. My life sucks. Well, you everybody heard it. You know, Adam's still up for grabs, male <laughs> yeah. or female. You got yeah. some delicious smelling cologne downstairs. Yeah, I know. We need to hurry up and put this podcast out because I mean, there's probably a whole whole group, maybe five, six, eight women out there that are listening to this or going to listen to this eventually. They're like, I'd love to date that dude. Like you yeah. said, a whole group, five, six, eight, <laughs> and, yeah. and another twenty UFOs behind them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Totally. Yeah. Coming straight out of DeKalb County. Yeah. Yeah. Cannon County, Dixon, Tennessee. (laughs) (laughs) Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Dixon. (laughs) (laughs) I brought my baby down here for a fucking tattoo. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway, Devin, take us out. This is Devin. This is Josh. This is Adam. Peace, guys. See you.